Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Rejoice, D3 wrestling fans. College wrestling is back and better than ever. And it feels good. D3 programs across the country kicked off their season on October 10th this past weekend. And we're looking forward to everyone getting back into the fold this year. Just feels really good to get back to a normal year and everyone to kick off their seasons competition-wise in November. Our special guest for episode 50 of the show is Hiram head coach Andy Vogel. He made the move back to Ohio to take over the Hiram program that was relaunching the program after dropping it. He was at Gaysburg for 13 years and had a great stint in the Centennial Conference and couple, coached a couple All-Americans. And as an athlete, he was a three-time All-American at Messiah. He also launched and is currently running D3Wrestle.com, a great resource for D3 fans all across the country to check out. The season previews have just been getting released. If you haven't already, make sure you check out D3Wrestle.com, all about Division Three wrestling. Coach Vogel, great guy, great conversation. Let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Head coach Annie Vogel out of Hiram. A little bit of a homecoming for you, again, back to Ohio, back to your roots. Obviously, you competed in high school out in Ohio, and now you're coaching out at Hiram, a new program. So uh, let's catch up a little bit. How's everything going so far? You know, it's going all right. It was uh, last year. It was tough with COVID getting everything up and running, but now we've got a roster and a team and a schedule and all that stuff. So everybody's excited to get started with practice next week, and so am I to get back on the, on the mat and start coaching again. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, obviously, a crazy transition uh, during COVID time and everything like that. Uh, what was your schedule like last year? Were you guys able to practice on campus and, and get a little bit of a vibe going last year? Yeah, we trained a little bit. Um, we had a small group of guys that were here, so we were able to train with them. Um, it was tough since they didn't have any competition, but we kind of took it easy, focused on technique and tried to just think about the future and so those guys who were training with us last year are pretty excited to have a real season ahead of them yeah no doubt so and let's talk about um we got going on campus you got do you guys have your own standalone facility where's where your training taken out right now so we're in one of our field houses we've got all our mats set up in there so it's a nice big space um so it's uh it'll be good for us i mean we're, we're able to get everybody in there training um we should be able to have both the men and the women practice together every once in a while, but mostly we'll be separate. Gotcha. And, um, and, and where's your coaching staff current uh, standard right now? I know you're the director of wrestling, the head coach for men's um, where, where's the coaching staff at right now? Yeah. So we have two graduate assistants, one for men, one for women. Um, Trey Heckaden has been with me since last year. He was a national qualifier for Graceland, which is an NAI school out in Iowa. Uh, so he moved out to Ohio and has been working really hard with us there. And then this year we hired our women's GA, Mia Dow, who just graduated from Lindenwood University, and she was an All-American for them last year. 
Wow, awesome. That's that's great. And uh, how's the how's the GA program work out there? Is it a two year uh, program for them? Yeah, they come in for two years and they get housing and meal plan and um, tuition. So we've got them staggered right now, which is good. So I think we can bring a new one in every year and then kind of whoever's there can help the new uh, GA get up to speed on everything. Cool. And uh, last one for me before Adrian kind of jumps in here. Uh, how close is Hiram to where you, where you grew up and where you competed at? It's pretty close. Um, it's probably 40 minutes from where I grew up. You know, my parents still live in the same house, so it's nice to be able to see them on a regular basis. Um, I live about 20 minutes away, so it's only about 20 or 25 minutes from my house to my parents and about 20 minutes here to Hiram. So, you know, that was a big part of the reason to come here was to get back closer to family for the first time in a long time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was kind of my next point. Um, I'm sure that was a big factor. And honestly, tough to leave what you built at Gaysburg. Obviously, a great school out in PA, but getting back to your roots probably was something that you were looking forward to. Yeah, that was certainly a big part of it. Um, my wife is the director of the library here at Hiram. So we both came here together to work. So that's been a, a good experience as well. Um, you know, back when I was looking at the school and the started wrestling, Todd Hibbs was the athletic director and he'd been a longtime division three wrestling coach and somebody I've known for, for a long time. So he came in as the AD a couple of years ago and got the wrestling program started and then hired me to get things going on the mat. So that was part of it too. Now he's since moved on, but the work he did to get us to this point was a big part of getting us here. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's very cool. I remember uh, whenever he did get hired as the AD at Hiram, because I had a few buddies on the football coaching staff at Hiram. I said, watch, that school is going to add wrestling uh, in the near future. And he added <laughs> men's wrestling and women's wrestling. So that's pretty exciting. Is, uh, is women's wrestling sanctioned in Ohio? It's not. I think, you know, there was some talk about getting it sanctioned this year, but it didn't actually happen. So, but they've had a couple of state tournaments each of the last two years. And that's where we, you know, have managed to get a good number of our wrestlers from people who were in that event. I think, you know, now that we're past COVID, I would be surprised if it wasn't sanctioned next year, but whether it is or not, there's several hundred girls in high school wrestling in Ohio right now. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I know, uh, which would help you a lot too. I, I, uh, there's talks PA is supposed to be getting sanctioned here pretty soon, which would be, I mean, great for the sport of wrestling. It's such a great wrestling state and so big, and you guys are pretty close to the PA border. So that'll be a nice recruiting route as well. Um, yeah, I think ahead. Pennsylvania is probably in a similar spot to where we are, you know, similar number of girls who are wrestling. It's been growing quickly. They've had a couple of state tournaments. Um, but now the next step is getting it sanctioned by the PIAA and the OHSAA here. Right. Yeah. No, I think uh, the big news, obviously, in women's wrestling, Iowa adding it, I think that's just going to make huge jumps for women's wrestling. Hopefully more power five schools follow. And, you know, it's, you know, it's exciting time. I mean, you're watching Worlds now, women's wrestling. They had a great Olympic show and they're doing really well at the uh, freestyle right now. So it's exciting times in the sport. Um, now back on the hiring. So you guys have a full slate, right? Full season schedule. Yeah, we're excited to get started with that. Um, you know, where we're located, there's a lot of teams not too far away, as you know, so it's uh, it makes yeah. scheduling you know, a lot like it was at Gettysburg, where we're just kind of in the middle of a lot of wrestling. So we're able to do a lot of things. We're doing a lot of tournaments this year. Our roster is not quite where we want it to be size wise yet here in year one. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're focusing on as many events where we can wrestle all of our guys as possible. 
Cool. Yeah, I know you guys are coming to our tournament. We're excited about that. Um, for uh, the pro, are you guys in a conference for wrestling? No, I mean, our school, we're in the North Coast Athletic Conference for all of our sports. So Ohio okay. Wesleyan and Wabash are the other two schools that have wrestling. But okay. you know, we're not doing any sort of conference championship this year. I think we might in the future, similar to what you do at Waynesburg, where okay. it's three schools, but you still have a championship. We'd like to get something like that going. I don't know that we're close to sanctioning or sponsoring the sport as a conference but you okay. know, if we can if all three of us can get our acts together and schedule something in the future we'll probably try to do that yeah no that's cool yeah i mean i know with you know with the pac uh tournament you know it's we just we usually duel both teams each year and then we have like a little mini tournament we did have four but thomas moore is now out so it was a, t- a two-man bracket uh two you could enter two per team so there was eight man brackets and now it's dropped back down to six, but it's a nice little uh, incentive for the guys, another training thing um, they, they can look forward to. And, you know, it's just a lot of school pride. So that would be cool if you guys could look forward to that. Is our, so there's, you said it was just Wabash and Ohio Wesleyan for the other two? Yeah, that's right. I think uh, I haven't really heard anything about any of the other schools getting involved. So I think we might be at this point for, for a little bit here. Okay. But, um, no, that's, yeah, that's we'll try cool. to compete against those guys for sure. I mean, it's the conference is kind of spread out. Wabash is six hours away. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy that, that they're, I didn't realize they're in your conference. I would think it would be like all Ohio schools. Um, for, uh, are you guys in the central region then too? That's what they're telling us. I mean, I think we're all waiting for those, uh, numbers to be finalized, but you know, that's the plan right now. I mean, all the other schools around us are in there. So that's what we're moving forward as if that's the case. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I like I heard I was talking to my brother the other day. I, I believe the Southeast Regionals at Lycoming, Williamsport, PA, but nothing. I didn't really see anything official yet. So it's just kind of waiting to see, you know, you kind of just hear stuff through the grapevines. But no, I mean, that makes sense that you would be in the central region. I don't know what other region, maybe Mideast. I don't really because you're kind of far. I don't know what else really, you know, geographically you would be in. So that'll be good because it's you know, there's a lot of Ohio teams, which you're going to probably see throughout the year, like you said. Um, yeah, we'll get a lot of competition with the teams in our region just because they're all here. I mean, we're going up to Michigan to wrestle and we're going to, you know, be here in Ohio a lot. Um, I'm sure there may be some teams at your tournament that we're at um, that are in there. So, yeah, it'll be I mean, we'll be in that central region, which is a tough region. Um, right. It's, uh, yeah, there's it's a lot tough. of good teams. Yeah, Wabash and Ball and Wallace have been the two of the main teams, but you know you have the, like pretty much the whole OAC oh, Mount Union as well, the whole OAC conference and those other good Ohio teams. No, it's a it's a it's a tough region for sure. Um, besides, uh, you said you got a lot of tournaments. Any stick out that you're looking forward to going to, or are you just kind of ready to roll, ready to probably <laughs> compete again? I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I think for I mean we're going to the Mount Union Invitational to start the year, and that's you know those will be our first matches in 34 years. So yeah, cool. you know that's certainly what we're looking forward to. And then you know we've got our first home dual meet coming up a few weeks later against Teal. Okay. Um, so we're trying to trying to make that an event. You know, get alumni to come back, get the students out there to see you know, a sport that maybe they don't fully understand, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh it makes sense for us to wrestle them. It's only about 45 minutes away. So 
Yeah, because they're be, right uh, across the border. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had, you know, we have a good history at the program. We've had 10 All-Americans. We've had guys in the national finals. It's just been a while. So there's guys mm-hmm. out there who wrestled for Hiram in the past and are excited about the sport being back. And, you know, they played a big role, a lot of them, in raising the money to bring the sport back. So we want to recognize, you know, that we're excited about not only having a team, but also recognizing the guys in the past who uh, did a lot of great things for the Terriers. Yeah, no, for sure. It was kind of funny whenever you guys added it back, I was kind of excited that maybe we could try and steal you back because you guys were once a president's athletic conference member, but uh, no, that's cool. It's exciting times. And, you know, Ohio is a great wrestling state. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's always tough, especially at the D3 level to start off a program. But once you hit the ground running, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of traction. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of great wrestlers in Ohio and Western Pennsylvania and Michigan and Indiana, you know, surrounding, it's a good wrestling area. Um, so our job is to get the word out, right. Let people know that Hiram has a team that we're back and serious about competing. Uh, there's a lot of competition for good wrestlers, you know, as there are a lot of places, but right. you know, trying to differentiate who we are from other schools and get people excited about the chance to be a part of building what we're doing here. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the main thing that we talk to people about is thinking about the kind of team they want to be on and coming here and having the chance to make that a reality. Um, you know, we'll change tax a little bit once we get more established, but at this point we're looking for the trailblazers. Yeah, no, cool. That now, you know, it's exciting time and excited to see, you know, like you said, your first competition uh, in Mountain Union and from there on. So be excited to see where you guys go. Um, you know, before we kind of get into your wrestling career, um, for people that don't know, you do help run the D3 uh, wrestling website, correct? Yeah, that's right. I started that. Gosh, it's been a long time ago now. Um, yeah. 13 or 14 years ago. So it's been a, it's been, it's been good to, to get the reception that people have for that, that they really uh, enjoy having somebody focus on an area of the sport that gets less attention. And then to do just that kind of helps us stay focused. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, the main, you know, media wrestling out right now is uh, flow wrestling. And, you know, they're definitely trying to get their hands more in the division two, D3, NAI. But, you know, it's, it's just starting now. So division three uh, wrestling, the main media source was your website. And uh, I think it's a great website. You know, you, you do a great job running it. Um, is it pretty much as you running or do you have help with it as well? I get a little bit of help here and there with some things, but it's, it's primarily, you know, a one man show for the most part. Um, cool. Which, you know, we're getting into some of the preseason team previews now stuff we didn't do last year. Cause everything was so uncertain. Right. Um, trying to collect information just so we can, you know, start to build some excitement for the season and get enough information to put some good rankings together. You know, who's for back, sure. especially this year when people could be back or they could not be right. You know, what weight class is everybody going to, everybody going to be at? There's plenty of guys who didn't wrestle at all last year that yeah are going to be in those rankings. Definitely. You know, and, and like I said, it's a great uh, source for information for if people that are, are listening to our podcast and don't really know about it. Uh, D3wrestle.com. It's, you know, it's a great source of information. I mean, they have a lot of great, they're just, they're starting to pump out uh, previews now. They just started, I believe today, right? was the first day. Uh, we you got one did. out yesterday, but today is the oh. first full day. Okay. So they're, they're, they're going to start coming out. And, you know, for me and my brother, and I'm sure other people around the country, whenever you start seeing that, that, you know, the first practice is right around the corner then. So it's an exciting time. So, uh, no, it's great. Uh, keep up the great work. And um, we appreciate everything you do for D3 Wrestling. 
yeah, it's a it's it's a decent amount of work, but it's worth it. I mean, I think the the reception has been such that I think, especially parents, you know, when their kids go away to college and start wrestling there for the first time, it's nice to know that mm-hmm. there, there's a place they can go to kind of find out about what's going on at this level. Definitely, yeah, and it's just you know with your rankings because you do a little bit, you do like the honorable mention and contenders and stuff. So even guys like in the rankings getting that recognition, that's really cool. So, um, but now kind of you know, switching gears a little bit, uh, we'll kind of talk about your wrestling career. So now you're back in Ohio, your home state. Uh, when, what age you start getting into it and when do you realize this is something that, you know, you really wanted to pursue and get good at? I started wrestling in fifth grade at the, uh, you know, Stowe youth wrestling program, you know, in the town where I grew up. Um, you know, my dad wrestled for Stowe high school. So it was, uh, you know, it was kind of a cool experience there. I mean, I wouldn't say that I loved it right away. I think when you're 10 or 11 years old and you start wrestling for the first time, you're going to get beat a lot. Um, but you know, then you work your way up from there. I would say it was probably middle school when I really started to have more success and, and really get into it. And then by the time I was in high school, I was, you know, definitely something that I wanted to keep doing. Cool. And then, uh, uh, how was your high school program? Was there a pretty good uh, wrestling school? Like I know the the state of wrestling in Ohio is always pretty good. Yeah, we were a fairly new program. I think I'm not sure how many years they had before I got there. I went to a private school, Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy. Um, and we were probably five years in maybe when I started high school. So they hadn't had a ton of success. I think we'd had one state place winner by the time I was in high school. Okay. Um, but, you know, we've done, the school has done well since then. I mean, I think probably Nathan Tomasello is uh, probably their most prominent c- current wrestler alumni. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was our second ever state champ and, uh, you know, they really got off to a good start then. And they've been pretty good since, since then, you know, ups and downs like any other team, but uh, they're pretty successful right now. That's cool. The, are you, what division were you guys? Uh, we were division three. So small division. schools, um, okay. they're division two now. So the school's grown a little bit since I was there, you know, 22 years ago. Yeah. Got, and there's three divisions in Ohio. Yes, that's right. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's funny. You said that I kind of, I kind of didn't put two and two together. Tomasella went there. Yeah. He's a pretty good uh, alumni of the program as well, but uh, you got de- definitely got the program out in the limelight a little bit because you you were the second state champ you said and then you were a two-time runner-up or three uh one-time runner-up one-time champ and uh in high school um yeah so that was uh you know we'd had some state place winners we had a state champ the year before uh our first ever and uh you know they've had a lot since then cool no yeah that's exciting and then as you're wrapping up i mean you were a state champ in ohio so you wound up at messiah uh, kind of just talk about the recruiting process with that. Were, were you, uh, you, you, did you know, cause you were a smaller school, you kind of wanted to go to the small school route or uh, what kind of led to that decision? You know, not really. I mean, I was pretty open. I mean, I wanted to wrestle and I wanted to study engineering and that was pretty much all I knew at that point. So I was looking at a lot of different schools of different sizes, um, visited a lot of different places. It took me a long time to make up my mind, but I think uh you know, I really like my coach at Messiah, Neil Turner. He was a, you know, a great coach and he was the right guy for me at the time. Um, you know, ultimately the size of the school was good. I knew that I was going to get to wrestle a lot. Um, you know, I was hoping to start my freshman year if I could. I didn't know if that was going to be the case. I turned out to be uh, the only guy on the team at my weight class, so I didn't have to worry about it. 
but it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I looked at some larger schools and some smaller schools and, you know, sometimes it's just a feel, you know, you go through the recruiting process and I see it now on the coaching side is it's like, you ask somebody why they came to a school and, you know, sometimes it's hard to answer that, but it's more a feeling that they get when they're there. Right. No. Yeah. No, it's cool. And besides, you know, always had a pretty good wrestling program and, you know, had the major you wanted and, you know, obviously everything kind of worked out. So it was a great decision. Uh, go ahead. Ann. I know you want to dive a little deeper into that. Yeah. Is it, uh, before we kind of get into it, is it funny to now call it Messiah university instead of Messiah college? It is kind of hard to get used to. Um, I know it just changed recently. Uh, they changed the font on the logo and it's a little bit different, but yeah. you know, I think it's like anything else, you know, you resisted at first and then a couple of weeks later you forget that it was ever different. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It, it, it's definitely funny too. And obviously uh, we're looking at stuff for the rankings and, you know, you want to make sure you get the school, right. So um, there was another school recently too, that just switched to uh, university that I was uh, shocked about. Um, but Messiah was one of them too. So but anyway, so also you go to Messiah and uh, you kind of pick up where you left off at uh, the college, uh, the high school level. Um, so talk about that success and kind of what led to it. Um, you know, you see some guys have success at the high school level, but then kind of teeter off at college. You kind of kept kept it going. Um, so what kind of led to that? Yeah, you know, I got to college and I really did not know what to expect, right? I'd been a successful high school wrestler, but I'm you know, we had an assistant coach who had been in my weight class the year before at Messiah. And, you know, he was a national qualifier and was really good. And he just beat me up every day. Coach Turner put me with him almost every day as my partner. So I spend, you know, the first several weeks of the season, just not, you know, not winning a lot. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's helped me get better. His name is Kirby Martin. He's actually the head coach up at Mifflin County High School in Pennsylvania. So he coached Trent and Hayden uh, Hydley um, in high schools. But so he was my training partner for my freshman year. And, uh, you know, but then I went into the first tournament. I tell people this all the time when I talk about college wrestling is that I was pretty lucky that the first person I wrestled in college wasn't very good. (laughs) And so I was able to get some confidence. (laughs) There you go. That's not, that's not bad to start, start. So I'm assuming you started with a win to keep it. It did. Going. I mean, I won like the first three tournaments. I didn't lose until January, my freshman year. Um, I beat a Waynesburg guy, Sean White, I think is his name. Oh yeah. Pretty good guy. He was an all American. I beat him twice in that semester. And so it was, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he was solid for Waynesburg. I, I know like before he was like, before we got pretty decent uh, division three wise, he was a, the like the the best guy in the program i think he was a two-time or three-time all-american he was pretty tough yeah two-time all-american for waynesburg so not a bad guy to beat yeah and i didn't really know much about him the first time i wrestled him which was probably good (laughs) because i think he was a national returning national qualifier um right you know i was you know i think the training partner that i had helped me a lot again i had a great coach um and you know i was able to make the transition to college um I think for me, you know, I think back to the way I was wrestling back then, I always felt like I wasn't very good defensively. And so I just had to shoot all the time (laughs) so that I didn't have to worry about guys getting in on my legs. And uh, it worked out for a while. I got better at defense, you know, as I went along. But, um, you know, I remember feeling like if I wasn't shooting, I was probably going to get taken down. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, obviously that that formula worked pretty well. Uh, You still uh, hold a decent amount of 
Or you're up in the, a lot of the lists on the records. You finished with 157 career wins. And you're a three-time All-American. So uh, awesome college career at Messiah. And um, talk a little bit about the, the qualifying process back then. Also, we have the regionals now. But how, how did you get to the national tournament uh, when you were competing? Yeah, so it was it was based on the conferences back then. So we were in the uh, the MAC and we had 12 qualifiers. So the 10 champs and two wild cards. Um, so you didn't want to leave it up to the coaches to vote you into the tournament. Um, you know, so my freshman year, I didn't make it. Um, I finished third in the conference. And then, uh, you know, the next three years, I won the conference. So I didn't have to worry about it then either. But it was a uh, it was different. We had eight teams in the conference and you basically had to win. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty tough. That's a tough uh, format for sure. And where and uh, was the national championship bracket a sixty-man bracket, or did it depend on the weight class? It depended on the weight class. I mean, my I think my senior year there were twenty guys in my weight, but there were only twelve at the weight below because wow. it was just it was their wild cards. The coaches voted on it, so like if we had two and we picked two guys from one weight, and another conference picked or picked a guy from one weight and another conference picked the same weight, it just made the tournament you know that tournament bigger. So I mean, I wrestled seven matches at the national tournament my senior year, and you know there were other guys that were like already in the quarterfinals when the tournament started. <laughs> Wow. That's, that's nutty. That really is crazy. And the numbers were a little bit less. I mean, it was only 160 qualifiers and, you know, when I was in, um, yeah, when I was in college. So, you know, even if there was an even amount in each weight, it could still only be 16. Um, so I'm really glad that we were up to 18 in a weight these days. Yeah. And just have consistency throughout each weight. So I'm sure, uh, you know, obviously you're, you were a coach when they made that transition. So do you like the regional format? Do you like, uh, obviously there's twist things you can do to change, to change it and make it a little better, but you, did you like the transition to regionals? I did. I mean, for a couple reasons, number one, the transition to regionals also increased the number of qualifiers. So it was more chances there, but beyond that, it really left everything in the hands of the wrestlers. You know, you're never wrestling a tournament and then going into a room and hoping that, you're going to be able to get your guy to get voted on by the other coaches. Or, you know, if you finish second in the conference, now you're sitting in the gym waiting for your coach to come tell you whether you made it or not. Yeah. Um, right. And so that's, uh, I think it's better in that respect. Um, you know, there's always going to be one region's better than another, or, you know, the third best guy at one what weight's not as good as the fourth best guy at another weight who didn't get to go. I'm not sure that's fixable. So it's, uh, you know, increasing the number of qualifiers and really leaving it in the wrestler's hands. Like when you wake up in the morning, you know what you have to do that day to be a national qualifier. Definitely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Controlling your your own destiny is definitely the, the route. And, um, you know, and you do a great job too, uh, again, to kind of highlight your website, uh, breaking down the analytics of, of the regionals and, you know, how those qualifiers work out. And obviously some years there's, there's fluctuation. And, um, but for the most part, it, 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 it does balance itself out once you get to a national tournament, you know, when each region has a qualifier, three qualifiers. You know, yeah, and I think with, with 18 guys in the weight, everybody's good. And so, you know, everybody's, you know, for the most part, two wins away from the podium. You know, if you have a pigtail match or a preliminary round, it could be a third match. But, um, you know, every year, some number one or number two seed gets upset in the first round. And every year you know, an unseated guy makes it to the semifinals. So it's a, 
it's a wild tournament and a lot of it comes down to who's on their game that day. And it's because everybody there is pretty good. And I think that's the, that's maybe the difference. And, you know, between division three and division one, you know, all the guys at the division one tournament are pretty good, but the difference between the best guys and like the 30th guy is pretty stark. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. the difference between the, the top seeds and the unseated guys in division three is not so big. And so that's You're where right. you get a lot of, you know, crazy things that happen and unseated guys in the finals. And, um, you know, you have a great day, you can put yourself in a position to, you know, achieve something that you'll never forget. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, you, you bring up great points. Uh, you know, Jason Bryant, we had on the show a few times, he always announces, uh, D, the D3 wrestling tournament. He always says how he loves covering uh, Division Three wrestling national tournament. He thinks it's it's one of his favorite tournaments. And like you said, it's just craziness every year. So that's why uh, it's been a bummer the last two years. It's been canceled. So we're just all excited to get back on track this year and have a national tournament. And we'll be back out in uh, Cedar Rapids this year, which is a, a great venue for the, uh, the national tournaments. Probably my favorite, honestly. It's it's pretty exciting. So. Um, uh, kind of moving forward now, as you, you kind of wrap up your uh, career at Messiah, you know, before we move on to now your coaching career, uh, me and my brother were talking before, as an alumni of the program, it's, it has to be kind of cool seeing the success the program has had, uh, you know, this past decade, really. It's been an impressive run. Yeah, Brian Brunk is a good friend of mine. He actually started as head coach the year after I graduated. So I've been able to see what he's done with the program. Um, You know, I remember like for the first few years, they didn't have an All-American for a number of years in a row. And, you know, he was always worried that they were never going to break through. And then to see him, you know, get into the top three and top two um, has been pretty exciting. He's done some, you know, unprecedented things with the program. So it's, it's fun to kind of have been a part of the history leading up to that, but it is exciting to see, um, see those guys do well. And of course we want to beat them every time we're up against them. But, right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, yeah, you guys are right next to each other. You saw each other a lot, probably. We uh, did. Uh, I mean, we were 30 minutes down the road, so it was a, we certainly saw them at a lot of tournaments, tried not to see them too often just because you want to wrestle different people, but you know, right. anytime we were up against them, I know the guys on my team, really wanted to win yeah definitely no that's cool you know it's always you know you know when you step on the line you know it's always different but you know definitely as an alumni program that's exciting you know being that history i mean i I, me and my brother would kind of just scroll doing the research and scrolling through if anyone's a really big wrestling fanatic like us just go look at messiah's record books i mean they got everything in that from takedowns to reversals to escapes wins it's uh it's pretty cool they have a they do a great job with that uh, it's cool to see the history of the program. Um, yeah, I used to have a lot more of those records, but you know, the success <laughs> they've had has knocked me down the list quite a ways. Yeah. Lucas Ballenberg kind of stole the thunder with a lot of those, uh, records. The kid was, the kid was an animal. Yeah. Lewis. I mean, he's an, he's an all timer for division three. So yeah, for you sure. can't feel bad about being behind him in anything. <laughs> yeah. It was, he was, uh, he was definitely fun to watch and really good. Um, but no, that's cool. So kind of, as you're wrapping up now, your uh, successful career at Messiah, did you, uh, did you know you wanted to get right into coaching? I mean, you said you were an engineering major, so usually it's kind of a different field from coaching. So kind of talk about that. Yeah, I did not plan to coach. Um, and I didn't, you know, I, I graduated from college, got married, moved to North Carolina and started going to grad school at NC State. 
Um, and I was there for about a year. And then I ended up getting a job as an engineer for a semiconductor company in the same area. And okay. so I worked there for a year or so and got partway into it. I really started to miss wrestling a lot. And so I started telling people that I knew that, you know, that's, I was hoping that I could get involved with wrestling in some way and, you know, change careers. And it, it worked out that I was able to go to Wheaton College um, because they were looking to hire an assistant coach. So I was able to get into coaching there um, just because I knew some of the right people who connected me with the right people. And, you know, it all worked really well. I mean, it's Brian Brunk was kind of my connection to um, a guy named David John, who was connected with the Wheaton program and, you know, all that um, worked out together to get me into coaching. It changed my whole life, you know, to go from being kind of unhappy as an engineer to now, you know, 16 years later, um, as a wrestling coach. No, that's, a, that's definitely cool. So, uh, so your first coaching stint was at the college level then? Like you, that was like your first, Yeah, I've only uh, ever coached college, you know, two years okay. at Wheaton and then went from there to Gettysburg in 2007. Cool. And then when you jumped from Wheaton to, uh, Gettysburg, were you, uh, an assistant there or were you a head coach right away after that? I was the head coach. Um, yeah. You know, they had the previous head coach had left to go become an athletic director um, okay. at a school uh, that didn't have wrestling. Um, and then, you know, they were looking for a coach and the program was down. I mean, they were down to, you know, eight or nine wrestlers. So it wasn't necessarily the most attractive position, but it's a good place to work. And they, um, you know, were willing to take a chance on me. And that's kind of the second hour. The athletic director at the time's name was Dave Wright. And uh, he, gave me a chance and uh i was 26 years old and only had a couple of years of experience so it worked out for me the story about this is that their associate athletic director her name is susan fumagalli mahoney she used to work at widener uh in the mac okay and uh i was won an award from the mac for being like the winter scholar athlete of the year when I was a senior and so we all had this dinner that or lunch we went to at Albright College and I don't remember this at all but apparently we sat next to each other okay (laughs) and so three or four years later when I'm applying for the job there she's working at Gettysburg and she remembered me okay and I must have made a good enough impression that uh they at least didn't throw my resume away yeah no that's cool so it's kind of funny you went from an engineering job to your first coaching job and you know two years into that here you go you're running your own program at Gettysburg so kind of talk talk about that transition probably you know you probably hit the ground running probably recruiting wise because you said your roster was uh, a little bit smaller and the program where it wasn't should be so kind of talk about that transition yeah it was it was hard I mean I didn't really I can look back now and feel like I didn't really know what I was doing as much as I ought to have Um, but I think you know, anytime you're inexperienced, that's going to be the case. What I had working in my favor is that Gettysburg's a desirable school. And I had a couple of returning national qualifiers. So my first year, we had 10 guys on the team, but two national qualifiers. And one of them ended up becoming an All-American. So I got to coach an All-American my very first year as a head coach, which that's exciting. Not everybody gets to do that. I, uh, I don't think I can take too much credit for that because he was pretty <laughs> darn good uh, before I got there. But you know that that helped and then it was just a process from there I mean I think um, there's academic you know restrictions on who could get in there it's an expensive school so you you just figure all that stuff out we're not the only people in that boat but it was uh, 
you know, it was something to figure out, you know, and I think it takes a couple of years to get your strategy sorted out. And then once you do that, it, it helps you kind of target who do you want to recruit? How do you go about that? Building the culture on the team. And so by the time I left, we had, you know, over 30 wrestlers on the team and I feel pretty good about the future of that program. So definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, now we're just trying to do it again, you know, at a brand new spot. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. I was just, uh, you know, before Anthony dives into that, I was just saying, you know, you did a great job building that program up. You had a great tenure there. You what? You finished coaching, was it three All-Americans at Gettysburg? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, it was the, the heavyweight and then I can't, I know you had more than you had a, a decent amount of national qualifiers, but yeah, we were able to get some guys at nationals. Um, you know, my, you know, Paul Triandafilo was our, uh, heavyweight all American. Yeah. He, um, was, so he was the last all American. Yeah. He's very good. And then Zach Thompson before that. And then, right. uh, Andrew Goldstein was the very first year. So he, uh, yeah, I've got a That's... picture on my desk. They took our picture, you know, everybody at the national tournament that year and then sent it to you in a frame. So I've got that picture with our two national qualifiers from my very first year of coaching. Yeah, no, that's exciting. And, you know, you, you know, obviously, like you said, you hit the ground running, you know, definitely not an easy feat at all, especially at the division three level, you know, qualifying for it and then placing the tournament like we were talking about earlier. It's a very tough tournament to do. So uh, it definitely was an impressive run. And uh then you make, uh, you know, I think it was, this is technically your second year. So it was the summer, two summers ago, you make the move to Hiram, pretty big wrestling news. Um, and we kind of dove into that earlier, uh, why you went there closer to home and everything like that. But um, yeah, is that really what caught your eye just being closer to home? And um, yeah, that was know, a big yeah. part of it. Um, okay. You know, my wife was looking at what she wanted to do with her career and, you know, I was again, intrigued by the idea of starting a brand new program, but also being closer to home. I mean, if Hiram was in, you know, Pennsylvania or Indiana or something like that, I would not have really looked at it. So it was a combination of things. And like I said, I haven't, the athletic director, Todd Hibbs, someone I've known for 15 years and a friend of mine that, that helped as well. Cause I felt like this, he was going to do what it took to get us off on the right foot. Um, And he did, even though, again, even though he's moved on, he definitely got us going in the right way. And, you know, it was a school that needed a wrestling coach and a library director at the same time. I don't know how often that happens, but you know, it worked out. So I did definitely raise some eyebrows to leave a place like Gettysburg that, you know, I'd spent 13 years there. Um, But I mean, when people would ask me about it and I explained the you know, career for my wife and the family aspect of it, you know, it makes a little bit more sense. Um, there was nothing wrong with Gettysburg. I had a great experience there. Right. Um, I would, anybody who's looking at it, I would recommend it for sure. So there was no problems. It was just, uh, you know, a chance to make a transition closer to home. And again, it's exciting to get the chance to build something from scratch. Definitely. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's motivating for sure. After the time you put in at Gettysburg, which was, uh, you know, you have a lot of good memories there and uh, a lot of good uh, wrestling blood in that Thompson family because jo- Josh was the brother, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I know the that's one cool. you had, you better watch out because he was in a headlock you from anywhere. And, uh, and jo- Josh was pretty dang good as well, too. I mean, both, both finished. I mean, Zach was third with you and Josh was four-time All-American? He was. Yeah, Josh, jo- yeah, Josh was a four-timer. Yeah, he finished second to uh... – Riley LaFever. Yeah. A lot of people lost. That's a tough draw. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people did that. (laughs) A lot of people finished second to him. Yeah. He was, uh, he was pretty good, but 
yeah, I mean, but kind of wrapping up here, you know, um, you know, we're excited to have you on this podcast and kind of grow the Hiram, uh, you know, program. Um, you know, you're, we, we expect you to do big things there. Also, what you've done in your coaching career. I, and again, at your point in your career, it's probably motivating to start something fresh, something new and, uh, and, and build it up. Um, Division three wrestling continues to grow, which for all of us is exciting to see. I mean, more programs being added, but we'll kind of leave off as this. Uh, you've been around Division three wrestling for a long time and just talk about what, what it's meant to you and, uh, you know, what it helped, helped you uh, develop and, and realize um, that you wanted to get back into coaching. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it changed my whole life to be uh, the experience that I've had there, right? To come, to come to Messiah and get to wrestle there and to have the success that I did, I think that helped me get the first job, you know, when you don't have a lot of experience you know, you kind of look back at, you know, well, what did this guy do as a wrestler for better or for worse, that helped me. And, um, it's not a guarantee that you're going to be good at this, but it maybe gets your foot in the door. Um, and then at that point, you know, I've spent all this time coaching in the division three level and it's, you know, I can honestly tell recruits or students that I'm talking to, you know, what they're going to get out of it because I experienced that myself. And so I think what I tell people is that you don't have to compromise to be great um, at this level, especially, you know, you can be a straight A student and still devote hundred percent of yourself to your wrestling. And you can be a national champion or an all American and not have to give up anything on the academic side. Cause I think it's, you know, the successful wrestlers that I've coached or seen in this sport at this level are the ones who can really kind of keep two ideas in their head at the same time. On the one hand, they're here to be a student. They're here to train for whatever they're going to do for the next 30, 40, or 50 years of their life. Um, you know, whether they change careers or change majors, they get their start here in college. But on the other hand, you know, wrestling is a short part of your life. It's four years in college and then it's over. And so you really have to make the most of that time while you're here and live in the moment. So it's kind of a balancing act between live in the moment and really focus hard on your wrestling because you only get one shot at it, while also understanding that this athletics, uh, academics that you're working on, um, that sets you up for the future and you have to take that seriously. So the people who balance that the best are the ones that have the most success. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, obviously, you know, being at, you know, this is my seventh year at Stevens, definitely agree. There's definitely a correlation between, you know, wanting to be a good student and, and focused on what you're going to do in your future, future career, but also putting that motivation and hard work uh, into your wrestling. So there's definitely a correlation. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you taking the time uh, to jump on us here. Obviously, you're, you know, a week out, less than a week out from the start of the season. So probably busy over there. And, um, but uh, appreciate the time, coach. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a fun, good chance to do this. I'm glad to uh, talk about Hiram and talk about Division Three wrestling. And yeah, we're excited to get the season started in, you know, just a few days. <laughs> <laughs>